In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. During the month of November, we pray for the dead. Pray for all the dead. We pray especially for our dearest loved ones. And in so doing, we inevitably think about our own death. And hopefully that leads to not vanity and greed, but wisdom. And preparing for our own death so that our death leads directly to heaven. When we consider our own personal death, we do well to remember all the saints were called on the first day of November. And consider how at some point in time, some of us will die together. And eventually, all of us will have to face the end all together. And so as our Lord describes the end of human history, we can consider that not only our own personal death and judgment and prepare therefore, but we consider all of us together at that moment. And hopefully we can, in the meantime, remember the holy words of so many martyrs who not only had words of forgiveness for their executors, words of blessing for those who ordered their deaths, but also encouraged each other to be faithful, to be grateful, to be joyful. We think recently of St. Maximilian Kolbe, who, with the other condemned prisoners, prayed aloud and sang so as to give them encouragement so that their death would be in the presence of God. We think back on the Chinese martyrs, on the Philippine martyrs, on the Korean martyrs. St. Paul Miki especially, and his last words stand out, ringing from the 15th, or rather from the, from the 1590s. He said, the sentence of judgment says these men came to Japan from the Philippines, but I did not come from any other country. I am a true Japanese. The only reason for my being killed is that I have taught the doctrine of Christ. I certainly did teach the doctrine of Christ. I thank God it is for this reason I die. I believe that I am telling only the truth before I die. I know you believe me, and I want to say to you all once again, Ask Christ to help you to become happy. I obey Christ. After Christ's example, I forgive my persecutors. I do not hate them. I ask God to have pity on all, and I hope my blood will fall on my fellow men as a fruitful rain. Last week at the regular Mass, the Readings from the Old Testament came from 2 Maccabees, chapters 6 and 7, when we hear about the glorious martyrdom of Eleazar and the Maccabee brothers and their dear mother. Few things are more stirring than her words to her youngest son. She had already seen her other sons executed, and to her youngest, she offered special words of encouragement. 
She said to them, I know not how you were formed in my womb, for I neither gave you breath, nor soul, nor life, nor did I frame the limbs of every one of you. But the creator of the world that formed the nativity of man and that found out the origin of all, he will restore to you again in his mercy both breath and life, as now you despise yourselves for the sake of his laws." After all but one were executed and the youngest refused to take up the idolatrous sacrifice, the king implored the mother to intervene with him so that it would go well for her youngest son at least. And when he had exhorted her with many words, she promised she would counsel her son. So bending herself towards him, Mocking the cruel tyrant, she said in her own language, My son, have pity upon me, that bore thee nine months in my womb, and nursed thee three years, and nourished thee, and brought thee up unto this age. I beseech thee, my son, look upon heaven and earth and all that is in them, and consider that God made them out of nothing, and mankind also. So thou shalt not fear this tormentor, but being made a worthy partner with thy brethren, receive death, that in that mercy I may receive thee again with thy brethren. In such company we find ourselves. And we hear in her words, the expectation that all creation honors the Lord. All creation reminds him, reminds us of his goodness. And so in the bounty of the church, never being stringent with the good things she offers her children, the plenary indulgence available to the faithful on the feast of Christ the King might as well be ours a second time. And so we pray knowing that we not only lift our hearts up to God in praise and worship, we not only encourage each other to do so in light of the end and the purpose of all things, but moreover, we can make up for the praise and worship that is lacking in anything or anyone. And so I encourage you, to open your hearts to offer this prayer with that intention. I'll pray it slowly, phrase by phrase. You can repeat after me. Most sweet Jesus, Redeemer of the human race, look down upon us, humbly prostrate before thee. We are thine. And thine we wish to be, but to be more surely united with thee. Behold, each one of us freely consecrates himself today to thy most sacred heart. Many indeed have never known thee. Many, too, despising thy precepts, have rejected thee. 
Have mercy on them all. Most merciful Jesus, and draw them to thy sacred heart. Be King, O Lord, not only of the faithful, who have never forsaken thee, but also of the prodigal children, who have abandoned thee. Grant that they may quickly return to their father's house, lest they die of wretchedness and hunger. Grant, O Lord, to thy church assurances of freedom and immunity from harm. Give tranquility of order to all nations. Make the earth resound from pole to pole with one cry. Praise to the divine heart that wrought our salvation. To it be glory and honor forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.